0: Philippians 4.6 Instead, in every situation with prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, tell your request to God, and the peace that surpasses all understanding will guard your hearts and minds in Jesus Christ.
1: You are my smith. Forge me into the servant that you would have me be. Hit me hard enough to brush the scale and impurities from my life. Draw out my life to the length you would have it. Make me tough enough to resist persecution and temper me so that I am hard enough to withstand my temptations. Lord, as I go through life, put me back into the fire from time to time to repair me as I get blemished with sin. And when my life is over and the fires of life are all quenched, grant me a home with you in heaven. Amen. Questions, comments, and feedback. Email us at mightyanvilpodcast at gmail.com. If you are not tech savvy and don't want to download another app, listen to us on the web at mightyanvil.com. Find us on Instagram at mightyanvilpodcast. And ladies and it is a ladies' takeover. Yes. So let's go ahead and introduce ourselves and we can share our top three core values, our life scripture, and where our church home is.
2: Sure. Just kicking us off? I'll start. My name is Dina Bowman and um, my core values are wrapped up into three areas. First one being love. And loving others well, and it extends into generosity, positivity, kindness, um, empathy, and um, and the second one is wisdom. Mm-hmm. I'm always seeking to learn more, to develop, to grow, but not only just from a knowledge perspective, but also from a judgment perspective, like making the right decisions when. When to mm, mm, zip it, <laughs> and when to actually say something. So, um, and then the last one um, is self determination, mm. like drive, like putting action to those things that I want to see accomplished for myself in my life. Um, and so, yeah, those are my my three top core um, values. My uh, life verse is Philippians four thirteen. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. I live by that. I know where my help comes from. I know where I am and where I'm grounded, and who has me grounded and who has me. So, yeah. So Shannon. Oh, my home church. church. (laughs) Elevate Life ELC. Yes. Awesome.
0: Well, hi, I'm Shannon Babcock. Um, My three top core values are honor, relationships, and health, which we're talking about today. And my life first is Psalms 5110, creating me a pure heart, O oh God, and renew a steadfast spirit within me. My home church is Elevate
1: Life. Pastor Keith and Sheila Craft. All right. I'm Shannon Aniobi, and my core values are honor, servant leadership, and family, which I think kind of goes kind of hand-in-hand with relationship because family not being just blood related but also family of choice as well Mm -hmm. sometimes even family of inconvenience (laughs) (laughs) and my life verse is first peter 1 7 these trials will show that your faith is genuine it is being tested as fire tests and purifies gold though your faith is far more precious the gold. so when your faith remains strong through many trials, it will bring you much praise and glory and honor on the day when Jesus Christ is revealed to the world. Nice. Yes. And we are, and I go to Grace Point Family Church in Nana. So we are talking about health, and obviously health has lots of different layers to it. So what comes to mind when y'all think of health? So what's what area of health would you say that you're more passionate about or is really weighing heavy on you in this season?
2: I think for me, it's the self-care. And self-care extends beyond just the physical, but it's also mental, spiritual, the emotional, um, environmental things that are in your sphere, in your space that you have to balance and manage. And so really trying to cradle all of those different Um, areas that encompasses self-care and how do you balance that? And what do you, you know, kind of how do you shuffle, right? So um, when I think of health, I think of it that way uh, from a self-care perspective. I would
0: say um, just the, the health that we're focused on is our physical health right now and our financial health, but more so physical with my husband recently being out the hospital and doing some recovery. So really um, focusing on less inflammation in the body and the foods that trigger that and insulin levels, even though not that we're diabetic or anything, but just how much that triggers in- inflammation in your body and just doing holistic approaches as well as, you know, medical and balancing those. And so it's been a huge focus for us the last couple of months. Yeah.
2: Yeah. I'm actually right there with you. I'm actually experiencing Inflammation in my shoulder. I I can't. I have what they call a frozen shoulder right now, mm-hmm. and I've had multiple cortisone shots inside of the last two months, and I I don't have full range of motion. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I am looking at ways to, you know. I'm in PT <laughs> um, a couple times a week, just trying to strengthen the arm. Um, but then just really trying to see what I can do on my own from a, am I sleeping in the right position? You know, am I eating the right types of foods that doesn't try to trigger that? So I was asking about the, um, the freezer where you were making. Yeah. Had, like, right? Yeah. Because yeah, that's something where I freeze, I freeze, I ice every yeah. night. And then after PT, I ice. Yeah. And so, yeah. So physical health is is an area where I'm I'm actually trying to figure it out right now for this particular situation outside of just eating well and exercising, et cetera. So some of the things we've implemented is
0: non-refined carbs, non-refined sugars. So everything in the home is is non-refined. And then we both wear a whoop, love our whoops. I just learned about those this past Sunday. Yeah, so I've had it for well over a year. And What's I've, a whoop? So it's called Whoop W-H-O-O-P. It is a subscription, a monthly subscription, you can pay by the year, but it tracks your recovery, any kind of strain on your body activity. Mm-hmm. Um, but I have my husband wearing it because it actually tracks your respiratory um breasts per, per minute, your your respiratory rate, your heart rate, your oxygen levels, um, all these things, and um it'll notify you if there's a delta in between from the night before or the other night and then it shows you recovery how many hours of sleep you got and the how much recovery you actually
1: need it's amazing it's oh and listeners i forgot to mention one of the ladies that are in the room Miss aviana is here so if Yay. you're hearing some baby coos <laughs> that's what it is um so thinking of health um I mean, really, I think they all tie in together. I mean, obviously health as a whole is, you know, different layers, but obviously they all kind of work interchangeably. But for me, the big one's been mental health. And that really started when um, when I had COVID back before Christmas. Um, I guess I wasn't really expecting it to, like, take as much of a mental toll on me. I mean, I was pregnant at the time and... Um, her son was with his grandparents and it was the first Christmas that we weren't all together as a family and he didn't understand and the guilt and just, uh, it, was, it was hard. It was just so just, and I've noticed since then that's been the trend in the past. I feel like the attacks that have been more present have been like financial health. Mm-hmm. But since that period, seems like more mental health has been where I've been having opportunity to grow. Um, and so just reminding myself to, you know, go to the word and focus on the spiritual health and focus on, um, you know, getting mental health, however that can happen, whether it's getting outside mm-hmm. and getting my bare feet on some grass or, you know, just praise and worship music and... Mm-hmm.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah. So good. good. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So what would y'all say are any other tips? I know you mentioned, Shannon, you mentioned about, um, you know, making sure that you're eating the right food. So was there anything else that you guys can think of that?
2: Maybe. Water, <coughs> water, water intake. Yeah. So um, I wasn't the best at drinking a lot of water. Um, just because of, you know, sometimes you're just, you, I literally just forget, to be honest. And and me. so alcohols, so I mean, you're on calls or you're in dialogues and, and I just literally just forget. Well, there's a, and, a
0: correlation to how many times you have to use the bathroom.
2: Well, <laughs> and that too, right? <laughs> Sorry, listeners. <laughs> that too, real for sure. Um, but I have, um my daughter she's the sweetest um she actually let me borrow her her water bottle and it has these you know i'm determined right so <laughs> it has these um these tick marks that show times of day when you should reach a certain area on the is that all today oh no i just refilled it oh There's okay, okay. <laughs> <did>. <laughs> she's still at 8 a.m y'all well, I, just, no. <laughs> I just refilled it but it's it's actually helped a lot um, because I was talking to a friend of mine and she was drinking like a lot of water and I was like, why are you drinking so much water? She goes, Oh, you gotta drink like, you know, 75 ounces. I was like, so I went and Googled it, right, y'all. And <laughs> mine was like twice my body weight. So I was like, okay, I'm good with 60 ounces. <laughs> And I, I didn't think I would be able to really, you know, get it all in. But actually, when, now that I have a little bit of a guide, mm-hmm. it's been helping. I've been hitting it. So, I'm, like, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of proud of myself. So, Ellen's mom bought me one of those
1: types of cups. And that does not work for me. It doesn't. Because I'll start off really good and be proud of myself. Like, oh, it's 9 o'clock. I'm killing it. And then I don't think about it. And then it's like, oh, I'm supposed to have this much done. It's 11 o'clock and then I chug it and then I feel like that doesn't really and then I feel the pressure of it. <laughs> so for me, it's like I just need to empty two whole containers that size of water a day. A day. But then every time you're like thinking about it or talking about it then, or every yeah. time I'm doing other things
2: with my child, drink yeah. water. It's kind of like the thing on the, on the iPhone where it says to get up Yeah. Right. Uh, on the Apple watch and it's like same thing with the water, like you just have to find those point and periods of time to, to really just use it yeah, and drink it, but.
0: So when you started increasing your water intake, what did you notice? What changes did you notice?
2: Well, I did notice that I thought I would going to the restroom a lot more, like three, four <laughs> times, but it's really hasn't been that big of an increase, um, you know, but I think a little bit more energy, maybe, mm-hmm. um, I found that I wasn't eating as much. That was good. Um, so that kind of works with the whole, any, uh, any fasting that you're doing, is if you're drinking water that, that helps to, uh, fill the belly.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think, um, when I get my water, I'm pretty disciplined with, with drinking, um, my water each day, and I can tell with my face and just hydration in my face. And also, if I'm getting dehydrated, I get headaches. So, I definitely don't have headaches. Mm-hmm. I don't have any of those kind of mm-hmm. side effects. So, yeah, yeah absolutely right. Mm-hmm.
1: That's amazing.
0: I think what helps you, I mean, of course, you have the physical, working out, all those things correlate together. I like think what you eat, um, the self care. lately, I've been doing facials and really, mm-hmm. you know, just taking care of my skin. Um, little things like, um, changing our diet, paying attention to our bodies a little bit more, doing some holistic things, going to the chiropractor. Mm-hmm. Those are things that we've incorporated. It's really hard to make all those changes at one time, but mm-hmm. I think little by little, just like drinking yeah. the water or start walking, you know, cut out sodas,
2: things like that. Yeah. Yeah, it really is. I know, um, one of the things that I've tried to do better at is, you know, with the shoulder and, and the pain, i not slept well. Um, Sleeping Mm. has been a big challenge for me, so I've been trying to find ways to kind of move myself into a little bit more of relaxation before I actually go to bed, whether it is soft music or reading or prayer or whatever it is, to just try to coax my mind from the day's stresses into more of a relaxed state so that I can try to sleep a little bit better. Mm -hmm. That's been
0: huge in recovery. So one of the things the whoop does is talk about our recovery. So sometimes you get eight hours of sleep and not recover at all. Sometimes five hours. It really just depends on your day and the strain you had. Um, but sleep is such a huge way for our body to recover. Mm-hmm. And I think um, a lot of us miss it.
1: Yeah.
0: Especially moms. You go
2: without sleep. Especially moms. With, With and it.
1: without. <laughs> it's I don't know how God makes our bodies... <laughs> Certain periods of time to where we can somehow manage with that limited amount of sleep, though it's pretty amazing.
2: We can still
1: treat our bodies well, though.
2: That's yeah, for sure. yeah, it's 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 interesting because someone asked me um, recently, and they were like, because I was, it was like a Wednesday and I was, you know, I think i had probably gotten about four hours of sleep throughout up until that point, like from Sunday to Wednesday. I wasn't sleeping well. And you were like, Well, how are you standing? And I just said, Strength. You know, it's like God-given strength because, you know, I feel like you don't sometimes you want to hit the floor, uh, but you just know that you have to continue to to kind of press on and take care of those critical things throughout your day. And so I was like, yes, this is God-given strength. You know, it's just a testimony of His goodness for us and um, that He's always with us. He can carry us through those tough times when, you know, in your mind, you want to give up. Your eyelids are telling you that they're they're hanging (laughs) But he's like, I got you, I got you. We're going to get that done and then we'll rest. Right. So, um, yeah, it was just something that just came up recently, uh, with the, uh, sleep challenges that I've been having. Mm -hmm. So so. I
1: think that's a good correlation between the physical health and and mental health of self-care as you mentioned, because if you're focused on the physical health and self-care, then you can't be focused on wherever else maybe your mind's trying to wander to, that's not healthy. But if you're constantly like, you have a physical reminder, like this glass of water, or I'm going to eat this salad, or I'm going to go get an adjustment from the chiropractor, or Mm
0: -hmm. whatever
1: your self-care is, it's like you're loving on your body. So even if there's things that your mind is racing about, or you're thinking about, or you're stressed about, or trying not to be stressed about, that you maybe can't control, but I can control how I treat my body, like today, Mm -hmm. or in this Mm -hmm. moment. Mm -hmm. So we've covered a little bit on physical, a little bit on mental. So what about like spiritual or financial health? Do either one of those bring anything to mind for y'all that's, yeah, what do you
2: think? Yeah, I can always tell when my um, spiritual scale needs readjusting. Because my day will be like cuckoo crazy, right? (laughs) And I'm like, what happened? I'm like, oh to pray this morning (laughs) it's like when you just get up and dash out of your bed and jump into a conference call or whatever's going on in your day and for whatever reasons you're just moving so fast you forget to slow down for some really important dialogue with you and jesus right to really just kind of open up your day and you know hand over some stuff to him Although I know during my day, it's a constant conversation. Like he's like sitting right next to me and we're talking about whatever's happening in the current situation because I'm like, okay, you need to really help me right now because if I just, this one more person, <laughs> right? But, um, but yeah, I can always tell when it's a little bit chaotic and I can look back and almost go, that's what you forgot to do this morning, mm-hmm. right? And I quickly try to adjust and then things seem to kind of settle down and, you know, kind of. You know fit in the right places. So yeah, that's, that's that spiritual health scale that constantly is a reminder for me.
0: Mm-hmm. I think there's different seasons, right? Um for this season, spiritual health is really strong. Um and I think it's just talking about the rhythms of your your day and the rhythms of your life. Our pastor talks about that a lot. And so it's just waking up having some quiet time talking to God throughout mm-hmm. the Throughout the day, but even just with just some things in our family and some of the challenges we've had, um, you know, just my trust is in God, and you know, I just let it go. Mm -hmm. Where in the past I would try to control everything, Mm -hmm. so I've gotten really good at just letting things go. Yeah, especially with my children that I can't control. (laughs) Can't control? No shoots. Especially these young adults, (laughs) these college kids. Yeah. Yeah. But there's such a correlation with that and really just remembering scripture, which I'm not good at. But when things happen, you know, they come right to my head. And Mm so continuing to stay in the
1: word. That's awesome. Yeah, Yeah, that's probably been one of the areas that I was struggling with, especially after having Isaiah, our son, because, you know, being a mom of like a little one, and I don't know how it is with older kids, I guess, figure that out sooner than I probably realized, but um, just when they out you know, going from like a single person to then being married, then being married with children, it's like I used to have all this time and you know, God now would just be out in the green pastures floating around together and like just having all this time
2: together mm-hmm. and now it's like,
1: Okay, I got five minutes, God, like let's
2: you, you That's can really still make this float count. around with them. It's just between the bathroom and the kitchen and <laughs> that, the kitchen and the, that, and, the, and, the, and the the crib. That's where you're floating at this time. <laughs> Faster. <of green. laughs> but I it really is love. fun
0: in that rhythm for yeah. that season of yeah. life. Yeah. Some seasons are longer, some seasons are shorter yeah. or, or your timing looks different.
2: I think part of where you see the rhythm versus schedule or a routine is a routine is something that you get up and do every day. I get up. I make my bed. I shower. I wash my hair. Whatever it is that routine is for you, right? Um, rhythm, I guess, is really um, how you are more agile with what you are doing in your day or what you're focused on. But it's kind of like a wave, if that makes sense. If you think about the wave of an ocean and how it kind of flows, it's still rhythmic in that it um, it has a pattern, but it is. Long waves, short waves, tall waves, wide waves. The focuses of what you are potentially, um, like your health. I'm go back to to your 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 husband and what you guys are doing there is your focus in that space. So that might be what you might consider like a, a long wave or a, a more focused area of your routine in that day. Whereas, let's say if you were having a wedding or you were, you know, planning an event, you know, those may be regular occurrences throughout your regular lifestyle, but your focus has changed. You become more agile. You've adjusted your current day to day or your current schedule Mm -hmm. to this rhythm. You've just kind of um, folded it in to your regular day. Doesn't mean you don't get up, make your bed. But maybe your time spent is is more focused in that one stage mm-hmm. versus another. Mm-hmm. Does so that make sense? That's, yeah, yeah, that's exactly what I
1: was thinking of. So that's basically what someone shared with me when I was talking to them about, like, trying to find, like, how to cultivate that relationship with God. And, like, I don't have as much time, but you can still, like, have time. Yeah, because, yeah. Like, yes, I'm still... You know, I'm changing diapers and I'm nursing and I'm, you know, running to school, making lunches and whatever that looks like. But at the same time, it's like there's still a rhythm of some sort. God's always there, no matter, you know, if I just got done doing whatever and I have to go into the next thing or I'm in the middle of that thing. Like you can always have that relationship with Him. Yeah, yeah. Just being intentional and keeping that mindset.
2: And I think that's really what it is. It's really being intentional to ensure that. He is weaved into yeah. your daily life yeah. with well, regardless, regardless of based on your core values too episodes. what matters yeah. most to you right yeah 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 for sure', for That's sure.
1: beautiful yeah. Yeah. All right listeners we're gonna go ahead and take a break. listen to this commercial
2: If you haven't heard about anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain it's free. There are creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer, so you can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. We use Anchor for this podcast and our other podcasts, The Weekend from A to Z. So if you're about to start a podcast, lift Anchor with Anchor FM and set sail on your new adventures.
1: All right, ladies, so moving on, so financial health, so what comes to mind for y'all when we say financial health? I have a little story, a little journey on how I started tithing, but if y'all have something you want to share first, go for it, yeah? Okay, so when I first, so my husband and I both used to go to ELC as well. And when we both started going there, Pastor Keith was um, very encouraging and was really good about teaching about putting your first fruits in order. And for any listeners that are listening, not sure what that means. It means giving God the first ten percent. And yeah. at that point, I had never done that consistently in my life, and I was really passionate about my walk with God and like growing that and developing it. And so. Um, not really making a ton of money at that point. And I'm like, 10%? I mean, how is that even going to work out? Like, am I going to be able to eat? And How does this happen? And, um, and it didn't seem like that was always the message that was being preached, but I felt like that was repeatedly the message in that season that God had on my heart because I think it was an area that I needed to grow in. And so I started off with giving... Um, tithing 5%, and I was like, okay, tithing 5%, and then I grew to the 10%, and then I was like, okay, well, I want to, like, give God something to work with, and I want to stir my faith, and so then I started tithing based off of what I was believing my next salary was going to be, so I started doing that consistently, I don't even know how many years I was, up until, I don't know, 21, 22, something, 21, yes. And so, um, and then from after I was able to start tithing based on my next salary, then I would tithe in the beginning of the month before I was paid. And so, um, right before we had our son, um, I was out of work right before we had him and, you know, Alan and I weren't married yet. And so we had two apartments, two of everything, and we had his income (laughs) and then having a baby. And I had so much faith and so much um, confidence just knowing like, okay, Lord, like I've already tithed on the income that I was going to have for this month. That isn't even coming in anymore. I've already put you first in this. And I know that you're going to take care of us. And I mean, I was out of work for four months. We had a brand new baby. And like I said, two of everything. And we didn't need for anything. And we had even a lot of wants that even wanted in that season. And looking back, the math doesn't work. I mean, and I think that's just, that's how God works. Right. Mm-hmm. And I don't know, it's just, it's such a testament to him. I mean, his word says, you know, try me, try me right. in these things. And I just love that pastor Keith was so encouraging in that, and it wasn't like a condemnation or anything like that. It was like a, Hey, like for anybody that's willing to grow to that next level in your walk with God. If you're not tithing, it's a you know, it's a big, big part of you know your growth and your walk with God. So. I really think
0: it activates your faith. So, mm-hmm. um, I, I would say that's the first get things in order. First things first, Absolutely. right? Tithing, and for us, tithing uh, to our home church as well as some of our um, charities or ministries that we're extremely passionate mm-hmm. about, we're very consistent with that as well. Um, I would say it's just. Um, you know, depending on the things that are most hard, that's hardest for you, it's going to be the challenge, right? So for us, tithing is not necessarily a challenge. My husband and I are both very good, um, givers. And so ours, for me, it's more just saying yes. So with us, we've adopted children, we've had children in our home. And so saying yes to those things, those things, and then God miraculously providing Mm -hmm. the financial thing. I have story after story with that. And I really think it's gone back to honoring Him first. Mm-hmm. That's amazing. And yeah. putting first things yeah.
2: first. I agree. I agree. Um, tithing is definitely the first step in aligning yourself um, for you know those next things that you want and just watching God do what He does in your life. Um, whether it is um, something that is material or something that's not. It's family relations on how you can help and support them. Um, I think it's also just being mindful of how you spend, mm-hmm. fiscally responsible, right? And I think you mentioned something about make every dollar. Every out. dollar has a purpose. Yeah, yeah every dollar so has a, a purpose. So you have a plan. We teach our children that. So what is your
0: plan? You know, So if you have $200, what is the purpose of that $200? How much mm-hmm. do you tithe? How much are you savings? How much is for gas? How much is for this? And I think it's the same thing that if you just get paid and you just recklessly you know, there's no plan. There's then you get to the end, and now your bills aren't paid. or you, yeah, you right? Expect. Taking
2: care of those big rocks up front first, right? Um, and then allowing yourself, you know, things to you know, celebrate or whatnot. No one wants to walk around feeling like they're being stingy with themselves. Everyone wants to enjoy the fruits of the labors and God, the provisions that He provided for you. But I think it's just really understanding what the hierarchy looks like and kind of laying things out in that way and just you know, just being mindful. I remember when we decided to buy our first house, um, we were qualified for much more than what our first house was. But we purposely chose to underspend to make sure that, you know, you you just didn't want to get lavish when it wasn't really necessary, right? Um, And just kind of having that mindset of being able to manage properly, right? All things, right? Um, So yeah, I think from a financial perspective or financial health, you know, understanding the hierarchy of tithing and then being fisc- fiscally responsible. Um, I think where yeah. I
0: think, think
2: to awesome. paying yourself
0: right. So these are things we've learned. Mm-hmm. We we it, it was growth to get there, but now we get to teach our children. So all of our children have IRAs and letting your money, you know, work for you, or rather than you work for your money. And so you know, we were just talking about that today where my son has like three different 401Ks and one might just have $100, the other one maybe be $200, but moving him into one location mm-hmm. because how much would that $100 be worth 40 years from now when he's our age? I right. mean, you know, thousands of dollars, right? Yeah. And so um, this, this is wisdom we didn't have and nobody really shared with us and we were pretty unwise. I would, you know, withdraw 401Ks because I had a baby and I wanted her to have the best of everything and, you know, then the next child had garage sale you know <laughs> cribs and stuff so, that the truth? Yeah. And, and so when I say financial health in this season it really is being wise and how do we create a legacy and so we just made some investment in real estate had the opportunity to do so um and so everything we do is now with a legacy mindset and how are we being wise with our money so that it will produce um for future generations and what does that look like um we're still kind of new at that, you know. Our we've planted a lot of seeds in children, mm-hmm. so
1: now it's going to that next level. So, Shannon, how would you start your kids on the IRA? Like, what did that process look like? Or are there any tips you can give any parents like myself? <laughs> yeah. So. Pastor
0: Keith, my pastor mentioned a book called uh, Money by Tony Robbins, and so it's a, it's such a, it's a book. huge book. It's actually like a Bible on money, so it's very difficult to read the whole thing, but you can just pick and choose. There is an audio uh, short version too, but he talked about the Roth IRA, mm-hmm. and I saw um, a graph of the Roth IRA and a child who started um, contributing like right at 18 and he would only do like 2,000 a year for seven years and then never contributed. And then maybe his brother waited till like he graduated college and had a job. and then he did 2,000 a year, you know really until he was 65 and then he had more money. And it was the kid who started earlier because of compound interest. So that was huge. Um, and so as our kids became 18 and working or if they had a tax return, their grandpa would give them, a thousand dollars usually when they graduated high school, and so it went right into an IRA. And so, some children are contributing. Um, the ones that live at home, obviously, it's part of um, their agreement to be at home. They're them living at, the full adults who are working full time are at home, and um, it's for them to build their wealth and not to live. Uh, beyond their means that they wouldn't be able to sustain themselves if they weren't living there. So we do a financial review with them about every quarter, look at their 401k, look at their IRA, and they need to be contributing to both.
1: Can I move in? I think I'm
2: (laughs) going to be be calling you.
1: (laughs) Um, Our kids, did you want to ask a question? So what's the minimum that someone can start with?
0: Yeah, I can, we went with Vanguard online. Again, Tony Robbins recommended Mm -hmm. it because of the fees I don't know the minimum, but we started with a thousand. But then they do ten dollars, or they might do fifty dollars a week, or a hundred dollars a month now. That's awesome. So my one son does twenty-five dollars a week. He gets paid weekly, and he just, you know, he's saving for a car. Mm-hmm. And then once the car is paid for, and he has that, then he'll up that.
1: That's awesome.
0: And again, the concept is while you live at home, build your wealth, because there's going to be seasons of your life that you're not going to be able to contribute, or if you become a stay-at-home mom, or you start having children, but that money's going to still work for you instead of you working for your money. That's
1: awesome. Shannon, you mentioned paying yourself, which is so interesting, because recently, Alan and I um, came into a lump sum of money, and... Praise the Lord. Yes, Mm ma'am. Doesn't he always show up? Won't he do it? Won't he do it? especially when you put them first. Yeah. And so, you know, me, I'm like, okay. Cause you know, not being in work since a couple weeks before having the baby and maternity leave and you know, we had to use our credit cards a little bit. And so I'm like, okay, honey, let's put everything down on credit cards, get them completely paid off. And we'll have like, you know, 20 bucks left over or something, something silly. Obviously tie that at first. And of course he's like, he's like super sad about it. And then I was talking with another girlfriend and she was like, no, she's like, you guys need to, you know, have some fun money. So is that what you mean by pay yourself? Is like having like some spending money?
0: No, when I said pay ourselves, it really is, um, having a short term savings and a, You know, before you start paying the bills so they can generate. But I do believe in having the fun money too. And that is every dollar has a purpose. Mm -hmm. And for some seasons, you know, especially with my husband here lately you know, we would always maybe just do chilies or something like that cheaper. Right. And so then it was like, we're going to go and we're going to live and we're going to do a nice steakhouse. You know, these kids are grown. And so, to, you know, the, the dollar amount may change. We'll, we went back to Outback now. Outback has good steaks. We missed the salad. But we do like, um, we did like our steakhouse. But um, I, I'm an advocate for that too, and we do that as well. Yeah. And we're not experts on it. I mean, we're just learning yeah. with The wisdom and just people who do manage their money really well, Mm -hmm. uh, but paying yourself first. So the
2: 401ks, the short-term savings. It's early on when we, you know, got married and we decided we were going to have a family. We made the the conscious decision that as far as parenting, we would always stay aligned. Like Mm -hmm. it was always the, 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 The team. Right. Uh, Non-negotiable. Like there was there was not times when you could play this parent or that parent. Oh, yeah. No, never. I mean, that was a very conscious decision we made early on. And our kids knew, Okay, yeah, you might try to coax mom, but that's not gonna, you know. mm -mm. So it was it was real important. And it it did kind of um, kind of allow us not to get caught up in those those divisions. That, you know, kids are really good. I know good this isn't related to the really podcast. Yeah.
0: And that's awesome because Greg and I, we just went in with a wind, you know, with yeah. some wind and a prayer. I don't know the right term, but yeah. we didn't really think about intentional parenting or having these culture conversations. Mm-hmm. Or how, what. what is your philosophy in parenting? Mm-hmm. What is that? We yeah.
2: we didn't have that. Um, One of the funny stories was um, when our kids was little, we made the decision, okay, we're not going to have three-year-olds, four-year-olds, and five-year-olds sleeping in the bed. That was like like not gonna happen. (laughs) And so we started early, you know, just making just being aware and just and then seeing the triggers, right? When you saw the vision happen, you just quickly kind of pull back into each other and go, Okay, what is our decision? Like, what are we going to do? Right? Let's let's make our decision here. I don't even think our kids have really seen us kind of go at it like that because we've always, you know, kind of kept that Alignment in, in, in play. and We didn't want to teach them. We wanted to teach them what negotiations look like mm-hmm. between the two of us. Because my husband will like, say, oh, what does your mom want? That's She's, what Alan and I You know, do. what does your mom want? Right? And the kids will go, oh, so now they try to come to mom first and go, mom, what do you, you know, kind of, do you want to do this? And then they'll say, oh, you know, mom wants to do that. And I'll go, well, what does your dad want? <laughs> and, it you know, it, it kind of still keeps us kind of aligned in that space. And, and I think that's been a really good example for them. Yeah. Yeah, good. I think Scott, you and Tammy can listen to, um, if you, if you feel,
0: but the, what really helped us with parenting is the parenting class we led. Now there's a session for toddlers and there's a session, but then there's some for teenagers and, and I would even say young adults and how, so you good. know, they get to solve their own problems and it's okay. Like they really do. They really are smart. They really can figure stuff out. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And if, you know, mom and dad just don't come and think for them it's, solve all their problems, you know, they don't, they don't have to think, right? But I say this about Greg, our son went to jail, right? In Indiana and our, our adopted son, but our, a Babcock, right? Cause we've had other sons of choice. So this is our, our, our son and, um, know yeah, had marijuana in the car, not a big charge, but minor charge, went to jail and, um, he's calling his girlfriend and of course he's crying and petrified. And then girlfriend's calling us. And I'm like, well, tell him to call us, you know, well, gets hold of Greg. Well, then Greg and the girlfriend are calling the attorney and then Greg's paying the attorney. And then next thing you know, he's out. He didn't even have to make, you know, didn't even have to call daddy and swallow your pride a little bit. Mm Because anybody who knows Greg Babcock, you know, we pick up trash. We return shopping carts. we, We do not get arrested for drugs in our car, right? So there's a lot of pride there. So how easy was that to come in and just solve all his problems and then goes, well, he's got to pay us back. I said, no, we don't. You didn't even make that agreement with him. Mm-hmm. You can't make him pay you back. Yeah. There was no agreement there. You came in and solved his problem.
2: Yeah. And then
0: he's like, we wow. did a lot of yeah.
2: letter writing when with our kids. Like, we we're give us your proposal. Like, my daughter did, like, a 30-minute presentation yeah. of why she should have an apartment. I, had I Cost, breakdown, budget. Deja did that. <laughs> of why she needed a, a Mac computer for college. Everything. I mean, we really make them think you know, and work through some of these things on their own. One, to be understanding what these things cost. Like, this is not just mm-hmm. free money laying around, right? Mm-hmm. So, anyway, I know that wasn't the topic. Mm-hmm. And you were talking But it's about really mine. hard. All
1: right, ladies. So, this has been fun so far. So, what's oh, left? Let's fall. see. We've got mental health and family health. We could of shoot a it's few a little bit emotional mm-hmm. in there yeah
0: infos that's not a word oh my gosh emotional health for me you know it's a tricky one because I'm not a high responder so yeah. I don't feel first I feel last but mm-hmm. when I do feel and I'm able to release um it's pretty powerful <laughs> <You know? laughs> powerful but great. I'm I'm I, I live with a high responder. My daughters are high responders, uh, which means they feel first. And so I'm always having to be aware of, you know, how am I communicating? What, how did I say that? Uh, because me, I'm, I'm pretty unoffendable. You know, I don't really take things personally. Yeah, high yeah. mover, yeah. high oh shaper. What's I the shape plan? Her. What's next? Yes, that that. You really know, we'll
2: feel later. You know? But I do have to pr- protect my emotional health. Because one of the things that, you know, I'm really conscious about is people who you allow them to Mm -hmm. steal your joy. Mm. And that's what I mean by that emotional health. It's like you have to think about the situations that you're in and decide, you know, what is going to be your reaction to this? Am I going to get pissed off and upset and then my whole day is ruined and then I'm just just, you know, feeling, you know, less than where I want to be? Or do I just choose? Hey, look. Who, who are there certain people that do that to you there are a lot of triggers right there's okay. people who, sometimes it's it, it can be family members uh, it could be work situations um, you know there's some people who are just they just they're just not pleasant so you're so good with that for me the only thing that
0: can really steal my emotional, uh, stability would be something with my children yeah. that the enemy can use. That I mean, it can it can move yeah. me, it yeah. can rock me from my yeah. core. I've gotten better, and we've just talked about that to
2: where I'm able to. They get to manage their own
0: lives, but.
2: But even in that, even in that space, though, you have to, you have to put that pause in place, right? Stay in peace. Mm Because, stay in peace. Because sometimes my daughter will have a bad day and you can see it. It's like all (laughs) over. And I'm like, okay, I'm, I'm reading the room right now. Like your day was not good. I get it. Don't, don't send that over this way. I'm not receiving it. Right. And then, you know, (laughs) if you, sometimes you have to put space in between the situation because, there's just no benefits there for you, mm-hmm. none. Mm-hmm. And so let them shake off their funk, and then you come back. Well, like said, I went over and I gave her a really big hug and a kiss, and she was like, "Oh, mom." And I was like, "Oh, I saw that you weren't looking real good, and I just wanted to hug you." And she was like, "Thank you." Oh, but you know, my thing is, I didn't want whatever that was mm-hmm. that she was brewing <laughs> But really I, you do. have to protect your emotional health, Absolutely. and that's with. You know, sometimes you're just out and about, and you might have, you might need the grocery store, and there's just someone that's just crazy, and you're just like, whoa, I'm not gonna walk into that one. Like, thank you very much, ma'am. Have a good day. Have a blessed day. And you just keep it moving, right? So that's what I meant by that emotional health part. It's like it's so important because sometimes, and I've been in places and times in my life where I let other people just like drain me completely, yeah. and it's like drama, 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 and you just, at the end of the day, you just suck dry and there's nothing left. And you're like, well, what happened? It wasn't even about you. Like, you had <laughs> nothing to do with this situation. But so it's really just being aware and conscious of that. And just kind of taking that pause and giving that space mm-hmm. and saying, not today. <laughs>
1: one thing you said when you first started talking about health kind of reminded me of something that Pastor Vicki said in marriage class one night, she said, um, a couple was talking to her and, oh, he just pushes all my buttons. And she said, well, honey, maybe you shouldn't have so many buttons then. So that's something that I try to keep in mind, especially mm-hmm. with having young kids and my body doesn't exactly look the way it used to look. And so there's a little bit of, you know, you thing look I'm
2: fabulous, by processing. the way, very start. fabulous.
1: <laughs> processing that a little bit, a little, you know, a little bit, especially with the second one. And I've noticed that kind of makes my emotions a little bit different. Cause if we're getting ready for church in the morning and, Oh, I love my husband so much. You guys if We're getting ter- ready for church the other morning and I put on some pants and you know, there's certain pants that you put on where you got to have the right kind of attitude to pull them off. Mm-hmm. It was one of those pair of pants and I ironed them and I don't always iron my clothes now. Okay. So that's just the season I'm in right now. And, um, and I had them on and put a shirt on and he was like, I was wondering what you are going to do with those pants you kind of, what did you say to me? He said you look like a kung fu master in those pants. I said well this is not going to work today. <laughs> I said well I'm going to be donating these pants and then you know had to change and that was it and then six outfits later we finally figured out what I was going to wear and you know
0: That's a good point because if I can't fit something or the outfit that everybody knows to get out the way you know like it's yeah. That, that but emotional I have to remember, hell.
1: he was saying it from like a fun, playful place. And I'm like, honey, I'm about to karate shop you with these kung pants on. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, just keeping our emotions in check and making yeah. sure we don't have all those buttons to be yeah. pushed. You,
2: do you guys remember when Pastor Sheila, I don't know if you guys remember this, but this was either at a she time or a Christmas. I don't know, but remember this Well, she was... Oh, yeah. Peace. peace. Oh, yeah. Peace. <laughs> peace. And we peace. do this, you know. Right. Mm-hmm. Because it's one of those things where you just have to speak peace mm-hmm. over yourself yes. and just kind of get yourself restored and, mm-hmm. and back in and check. There's times when, you know, my job is very stressful and I, I there's people I like to call crazy people all the time. And it, I have to just I have a little sticker on my computer that says Jesus first. And basically, what that means and what that embodies for me is: take that pause, pull it in, and just make sure whatever you're sending or you're saying comes out as if Jesus is saying it first, right? Mm-hmm. But that's also the same thing with letting whatever is being said not get to me, get to a point where it disrupts me. It it, it kind of kicks you off your 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 balance beam per yeah. se, right? So. Um, so and, and just knowing that if, if we're not perfect, if we will get kicked off for sure. We'll fall yeah. on our face, but just getting back up and mm-hmm. kind of putting things and back put into pre- perspective mm-hmm. quickly and slow, you know, um, what is it? Slow to anger, Slow to anger. anger. Yes. Yeah, slow mm-hmm. to anger. Right. So just kind of, someone sent me a text this morning going, I need you to do this ASAP. And I was like, really? <laughs> I would love to reel it in on the thousands of things that I have to get done today.
0: I I think the emotional health ties into family health with making sure we don't bring that back to the family or that Mm -hmm. our family can be a place of peace. Mm -hmm. Not always, but we try to right have your home peaceful, Mm -hmm. a place that we can celebrate each other and not bring the outside. Yeah. Uh, things of the day and take it out on the family because you take mm-hmm. it out on the people that are close to you. You know? do. Absolutely. You do.
1: Yeah, you do. So um. we have a toddler at home. We call him a three major
2: three nager that we're yeah.
1: helping him process emotions right now. And yeah, when he's having a different kind of day, it does tend to throw off the mm-hmm. family dynamic a little bit, but just trying to be open and honest with like communication with him. Like mommy's feeling frustrated. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna take a few deep breaths right now, just to yeah. try to like teach him like mm-hmm. it's okay to have anger and mm-hmm. sadness or whatever mm-hmm. it is, and to identify those and process it. And.
0: So my kids are all 19 and older, and so which blows um, my mind
1: because you look like you're 25.
0: Oh. So um, we don't really have emotional breakdowns so much, or they might have a bad day, or but they're they they're learning how to manage their emotions. Um, but what we have is vision meetings. Mm. to really, okay, where are we going? What's next? We're getting ready to have one with our youngest daughter. Okay, what's what's your thoughts? What do you want to do? How can we support you? Um, and just helping them process the next phase or where they're going in life and
1: you know, process that through. So as you're doing that, Sheena, so what are some tools or some tips maybe that you can share with our listeners and myself and Dina if she needs them? to get those 19-year-olds to talk.
0: Yeah, it's, that's a tough one because we do have a couple kids that really just shut down or um, they don't know. Um, you know, it's tough. A lot of times we'll just, okay, well, when you figure it out, you know, we're here to support you because, again, it's their life, and then we have boundaries with that, right? So our love is unconditional, but everything else has conditions. You know, living in this home has conditions, us paying your bills, those type of things, Mm -hmm. especially when you're 19, 23, 25, 26. Of course, well, those don't live at home, but um, the love is unconditional. Yeah. But, you know, 19 and playing video games all day or, you know, not moving forward in your life or, you know, all these things. So um, those are conditions.
2: One of the things oh do you have oh, I was just gonna just comment my son, um, he's a second year um, student at UTA right now. and last year we could tell there was something going on with his um, with one of his classes. and um, he was really quiet about it, not talking much. It was kind of a generic response. We'd ask about it. and um, we learned that he wasn't doing well in in one of the classes. now, he was a computer science major and I have my degree in computer science. And that is a tough, tough um, curriculum. And I remember in my freshman year, I filled one of my classes too. So it was it's not a um, it's not uncommon, but what, what we wanted him to do is to talk to us about it and to be comfortable that we weren't gonna think you know anything bad about you know what he had done as long as he was given his full potential to it Um, and so he had made a decision that he wanted to change his major and said okay well what do you want to change your major to? and and he wanted to change it to um, some facet of business and so I said well you need to go and see what's available based on the courses you've already taken And what do you need to add to it? You got to get reaccepted into the college of business, et cetera, et cetera. And so we had him, you know, he went to his counselor. He got all the information. I said, but you need to bring it back and share it with us. I said, we need to have this as a two way dialogue. This is not a you're on a raft on your own just because you're in college. It's a communication. It's back and forth. Well, it's a business deal. We call it 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 a business deal. It is a business deal. You're right because we're investing. We're investing. We talked about ROI too and getting the return on the ROI. So this is a business decision. (laughs) This is a partnership. And um, one of the things that he did was he went and uh, got all the information, came back, and I said, "Well, what field of business do you want to go into?" And he wasn't sure. So I said, "Hey, you work at Amazon." Go to Amazon website, go see outside of shipping and receiving, go into corporate Amazon, Mm -hmm. see what jobs are available. Look at what they offer to pay. Look at the job description. See what that, I gave him this assignment and he went and he looked at it and he came back and wanted to do business information systems. I said, that is a great field because you still have your technical plus your business and I have an MBA. So I, those two marry together very nicely. And, um, I was surprised that he actually did the homework and, and, and actually learned something and, and was able to put his curriculum together and say, these are the courses I have to take. He still wasn't accepted into the program yet because he was still in, in the second semester and he was still finishing. He had to wait till the next semester to get in, but he was able to get so, in, but it, it was just a conversation. It was just trying to tap into those things. As a, he was afraid to tell us because I was computer science, his dad was computer science, And he was like, if I tell my, you know, I'm sure it's like, if I tell my parents, they're going to think less, maybe. And I said, that wasn't the case. So I was just really trying to get him to tell us why and what he wanted to do. This is his life, not our life, right? And so once we got that common ground and started talking, I said, go do your research. Um, Go look at what these companies are paying, these, you know, graduates and, And I think that just kind of gave him more reality, more. I think, Um, um, I think you probably cut this, but I
0: think more back to your question, or I'm thinking with your kids, are they adults?
1: Uh, 17 and 19.
0: So, um, you know, and it's hard because they're not punishments, right? But so, you know, tell us your plan, but then you make life not so comfortable, right? Because they're in your house or, um you know, like the video games were big or, but Tammy um, wouldn't go for that. again, like the cell phone or, you know, so it's like, because the, Dr. Phil said this, and I remember it for like 20 years. Um, a person doesn't change until there's a need for them to change. Mm-hmm. And it goes back to my oldest son, who's 33. It's actually my stepson. And back then he had a cell phone, right? Back in sophomore in high school, first time having a cell phone, you know, now I know it's like elementary. And back then you had to pay for text messaging. And so he wasn't, you know, he was in high school and he would not work. And so it was like, okay, we'll chill out on your text messaging since, you know, you're not working. Well, then the next bill was even higher. And then the next bill was higher. And so we told him, so finally I cut his phone off. Well, his mom, he's my stepson. So his mom turned it on the next day. And to this day, he's still on her plan, which is okay. I mean, he's a productive, you know, man in society, you know, he does well, but, um, the behavior is not going to change unless there's a reason to change. And yeah. um, so we constantly, we have to be careful with that line because every child is different. Mm. And so what the line is for one child versus another child is totally different. Yeah. Um, but it is, you know, if there's no plan for their life. Um, then you help them create a plan, but then we just make life not so comfortable here. Because you're in a, you know, as an adult, you get to go. And we're so afraid to let our kids fly, but their their wings really do work. Steve they, Harvey taught me that. He's like, it. the wings work, you know, mm-hmm. and you're, you're, fant- you know, you're, I, I don't wanna say lucky. I think you were intentional and in the fruit of your labor and parenting, you know, has a son in college and he took your advice, but he's actually, you know, if he didn't, it wasn't like you were gonna cut him off and say, okay, you can't go to college and you need to go get a job, right? Mm-hmm. So, but we have children that, you know, they're just kind of that roadblock, right? But I, I just don't agree with paying for college and then they come out with nothing or, you know, I, I've got a son of choice, you know, who had the financial aid and all of that. I got $50,000 worth of debt and nothing to show for it. Wow. You know, yeah. now again, you know, he was on the system and, um, or they come out with a nursing degree and then they go into real estate. Like, I didn't even want to be a nurse. So, you know, that's not going to be one of mine. you got to... And if you can't figure it out, then the internship's really good, right? Mm-hmm. To help you develop and deploy mm-hmm. to really get these good disciplines. And they really do work because they set you apart from this generation. Getting somewhere 15 minutes early, bosses are impressed with that. Yeah, <laughs> You just don't have that these, day, these days and age. So that's just kind of my takeaway on that. Um, but it's hard. Every child's different. Yeah, And we have different mentalities, right? I have a son who has special needs, and so his comprehension's a little different and you know, he doesn't start his new job until 16th of June. So he's got, he does have a lot of money. He's saving up for a car. So he had like 18,000 and it's dwindled down. And so it's like, okay, how much money do you need? He said, 200. I said, well, what's the plan? Mm-hmm. And he said, hey mom, can you transfer that 200? Cause it's his money, but you know, you don't really have access to it. And then he's like, I said, honey, what's the plan? What, mm-hmm. what where's your money going? Cause if you don't have a plan, it's going to be gone. Mm-hmm. You know, you're going to Buffalo wild wings and spend 50 bucks. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. Yeah.
2: Sure so you know. got to have a plan.
0: So, anyway,
2: I grew up with small means. Um, and the one of the things that my husband and I, we you know, both grew up, I mean, you know, low income. Um, he was probably a little bit better off than, than I was for sure. But uh, even still, we decided that our kids needed to understand the value of the dollar. They need to understand the value of hard work. Like we didn't want to just be parents who just gave them everything. Um, I look at my, my nephew, I'm I'm the youngest of 11 and, um, very blended family, whole nother segment. (laughs) But, um, my, I look at some of my nephews and nieces who their parents gave them everything and, and they had the latest shoes and latest clothes and just, they had everything. And, and when you look at it in comparison, it's, it's almost like night and day and my nephew spent time in prison and you know it's been a struggle for his sister and you know people like that. And it's just one of those things where it's like if you hold back and let people earn, let the kids earn those rewards, because then you have, it, the, it's, you it, have it, the benefit with yeah. the responsibility. It, so it, if it, you're, it, you're managing your
0: life well, then you get the benefits. So all of our kids have had cars where my husband will talk about, you know, he couldn't even get a ride to practice or her parent. He always had to get a ride home from things. And so um, some of our kids are really resourceful because of their backgrounds. And so they can be very self-sufficient. Um, but I will say some of my unhealed trauma from my childhood uh, relating to not having things. If it's not healed, it comes back up and it really enables your kid. And so um, you really have to heal from that because you do want to give them everything or you don't, especially young adults. That's kind of a trigger for me um, because as a young adult, I was kind of left to myself. So it's, I have a heart for the 19 to the 23 and, you know, just even getting somebody a home where you're not paying bills so you can get ahead. Right. You can build your wealth. We all most of us have been there, right? Paycheck to paycheck and um or just having parents to just ask advice. How do you buy a car? You know, well, is this a good interest rate? Those types of things. So um, I think a lot of unhealed trauma. And then we, we put it on our children. Yeah. And we really enable them.
2: Yeah. We want to give them more than what we had because of what we went through. Mm-hmm. But oftentimes, it, it's, it actually gives a reverse effect, mm-hmm. right? Is that they end up becoming more entitled. Thank you. Entitled to certain things because mm-hmm. of what we provide and it starts when they're young mm-hmm. right so when they're they're little you know two and three and they decide that they want the the lollipop and they want this and they want that and you just freely give it without it being you know a little bit of an exchange right so in our house the currency was chores um you have responsibilities of how are you contributing to the household and, you know, at four and five and six, yes, ma'am, you can too contribute. I was doing dishes on the step, on the step stools at four. So, um, our kids grew up with their own responsibilities in the home and that became areas where, you know, we would reward them for certain things, but it wasn't always, I want it. So therefore I get it. It was why. And then we got to choose. What have you done to deserve it? Well, and
0: I think, too, that um, so three of our kids came through the foster care system. They were a sibling group. And so our boys early on, um, they just hadn't seen a male or the father role going to work every day. And so for years, it was like, Daddy has to work again. You know, it's Christmas break and Daddy has to go to work. And uh, Mommy went to work, too, but Mommy would work from home. So they didn't have that visual Daddy leaving. And it was even during this, Daddy has to work again. And so early on, I don't think it was super intentional for Greg and I, but it was well implanted, you know, at age 15, they went and got a job. So we had a connection with the Rough Riders. It was such a good summer job for them. Um, and it worked around their basketball schedules to where they got a little bit of money. Um, and even seeing them now in the work ethic compared to some of their friends, um, it's it's just night and day yeah. if they weren't. Required yeah. to work doesn't mean they manage their money well or anything, but they they definitely know yeah. how to work and they definitely can get a job.
1: So just real quick, just want to say thank you to both of you for being on with me, and thank you to Alan and Scott for letting us ladies take Pleasure over. mine. Thank you. It was yes. fun. It was great to hang out with y'all too.
2: Sure, Father God, I just thank you, Lord, for all your blessings, Lord. Just thank you yeah. for continuing to hold our hands in the struggles of life, Lord, whether they be health. Finance, emotional, stress, pain, family relations, etc. We know that you are always there for us, Lord. All we need to do is just lean into you, yeah. Lord. We just thank you for the fellowship, the time to discuss these, ladies, these things that are on our heart and in our mind, Lord Jesus. And as we leave, we just ask for a shield of protection around all of our families and our friends, Lord. And all this is we ask in thy name. Amen. 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 Thank Amen. you. Ladies are out.